You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. It's nice to be back. Hi, gang. Uh, it's been a hot minute. It sure has. A whole lot has happened. It's so nice to be back, as I said. Welcome to the Riverdale Gang podcast, uh, recorded here on Unslated... Uns- oh, boy. It's been a while, as I said. Unseated Slaywatooth Musgrim Squamish Territory. Um, I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. I use she or they pronouns. And he or they. And I had a whole baby. Yeah. I've been busy being a parent. Ryan's been busy doing life. We've hidden the baby in the other room where hopefully it sleeps during yes, Riverdale because this is the state of life when with <laughs> podcasting in the middle age in 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 our middle ages. In our middle podcasting in the middle ages. Um, but let's Hello there. But wow, we're also 65 67 years ago. Um Yeah. And I am refreshed, Chloe. Are you refreshed? I'm refreshed. I'm so glad. This show this episode is refreshing. The show has done it a few times for me. Yeah. Um, burnt me right the hell out and then <laughs> hooked me with a fresh new stupid sunshiny bright color premise. Yeah, I. Uh, it's interesting. A few days ago, Ryan and I were theorizing about the fact that uh, Riverdale was going to have to deal with the fact that in 1955, many high schools in the Union, and in fact, many spaces in the Union in 1955 were segregated. Yep. And uh, there are a lot of black characters on this show that have not been sidelined now. Mm-hmm. So what were they going to do? And we were like, not hopeful. And We did not trust. This episode didn't. I had some I had some feedback, um, mm-hmm. but I think that it wasn't a disaster. <laughs> I think it was a far more um, empathetic and thoughtful uh, take than I expected from them, and I was um, deeply impressed with the the focusing centering of the story on the availability of information. Um, yeah, that's and true. That as a cultural rift and change. Um, spending so much time with the um, you know, the discovery and the media impact of Emmett Till's photos, uh, and having our familiar characters explore that, while also throwing out quips about, yeah, we don't know what the internet is. Um, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun moment. The future really is absurd. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm here, though. Yeah, the this future that we are in is mm. absurd. Um, I was just looking at my phone because I wanted to Google the quote, the bends towards justice quote, mm. because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in, in Canada we learn a bit about MLK, but mm-hmm. we don't learn a ton. It's an MLK quote for any listeners who didn't know, mm-hmm. which I admit I didn't. Um, yeah. It's a great quote. and A lovely quote to drop before Martin Luther King's said it in in the world canon, right? Yes, exactly. Um, So I wonder, oh, that raises some (laughs) questions for me. Um, I guess what I was going to say, though, is that um, I think that uh, Aguirre's Ikasa and his team have very consciously tried to make Riverdale some sort of pop culture commentary about the state of the United States, the state of the Union. Yes, yes, yes. And certainly this episode is well aware that its themes are relevant mm-hmm. and themes of this the segregated world of the um of the 50s mm-hmm. in the United States are relevant um so i uh i'm very curious i also was not expecting the ending that yeah. ending really really surprised me the commitment to it that beautifully shot kiss that uh that return yeah, that to cool. creative practical beautiful lighting that was a hallmark and and has been a hallmark of some of the better moments of the show yeah somebody in cinematography um yeah is getting to play and is working it um, yeah. Do we think Kevin Keller is still queer? Oh, yeah. That's Kevin, uh, I... you did some musicals. We explicitly let that one sit on the shelf. Carefully, carefully, carefully. Yeah. Because that's I... not what this episode was for. Yeah, it wasn't what this episode was for, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm curious to see what they do with that. That was interesting. I was so focused on mm-hmm. um, the the pol- the racial politics, mm-hmm. um, which is a sticky phrase, but it's a shorthand for what I'm aiming at. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode, I didn't even think about the queers. I didn't think about myself. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> 
Um, I thought they did a very good job at showing both Carol, uh, Cheryl and Kevin having, uh, being over-invested in discussion of sexuality, the subject of sexuality. Oh, Cheryl yeah. has a strong reaction, uh, and it's called Provincial by Doubting James Dean's Bisexuality. It's so interesting to me. I Something I notice in myself as a queer person is that I saw that scene and I was like, oh, I guess they made them straight, and I didn't think <laughs> about it. You <laughs> no, know no, we're I mean? just closeted. Yeah. How like, else would they be? I don't, yeah, it, cl- closeting still fools me. Which ah. I think is interesting. Fools ah. me. That's not quite the right terminology, but mm-hmm. closeting mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. convinces me, I guess, is what I might say. Right. I'm like, well, oh, we're, okay, I guess they're straight now. <laughs> we're also living in a lovely, um, very open and pansexual sort of community where... Mm. Um, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. If a, if a gay friend started dating someone identifying as a woman, it, I would not bat an eye. That's true. But yeah. that's be- that's that's the the wild post gender world that is yeah. a tiny tiny liberal isolate bubble and not also, the extent reality. I also love how that sentence you said works in both directions. I don't know if you mm, noticed that. Mm-hmm. I think you probably meant a man, <laughs> but um, if it seems someone who identified as gay started date like it, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. works in every direction. I just think that's interesting. Anyway, yes, um, yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. We're in this really, um, I liked that they let queer issues sit. It's a bit of a promise. Mm -hmm. Um, they've done it well enough before Mm -hmm. that I'm ready to revisit Cheryl and Kevin, uh, treading this territory a little bit. I, I, I hope it's not, personally, I hope it's not our, our center just because this would be like the fifth or sixth. Um, long drawn out coming of age, sad queers closeted yeah. story <laughs> set in the 1950s that I've read since high school. It's true. Um, yeah. it is a done trope. Maybe if they do it a trope episode, but, uh, at yeah. the moment I'm, 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 I'm cool with what they're doing. Yeah. Transparent closets. My biggest complaint about shows like this is that often all of the white people are mysteriously liberal for the age that they live in. (laughs) Yes. And I bought, I'm having two thoughts here and I'm going to try and see if I can express both of them well. Mm. Um, I thought that this sort of, I think that we, I think 18 things. Which one (laughs) am I picking? I'm picking that I bought that Riverdale trended toward wanting to have a conversation about this, like the Mm -hmm. English teacher. Mm -hmm. I bought that. Um, But I think if they leaned too far into it, I'd be like, we're not in 1955 anymore. Yes. You know? The, um, the resolute, polite refusal of, of all of the, the, the parents, the elders, the the teachers, the mentors. Except for this one teacher. Yeah. Well, even then she didn't push the envelope. She reacted to the envelope having been pushed. She accepted an offer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But she was no more progressive than her peers. That's true. And I think that, again, like, I think if we get to queerness in 1955 and mm-hmm. everyone's like, it's fine with me, I'm not going to buy it. Like, oh, that's yeah. not going to be real for me. Yes. Um, so there's that. Um, but the other thing I was thinking is that how uh, Riverdale is positioned in terms of 1955 as being more liberal than center in the sense mm-hmm. that the school is desegregated. Yes. And I, I'm using political terms that I have like strong feelings of complexity <laughs> about. Um, so the, this is shorthand. Um, please bear with me. Um, <laughs> Liberal, decentralized. Yeah. yeah. All these different things that like when you're on the pretty far left, which I admit I am, they, the, the, the phrases get sticky, but anyway, um, um, left of center for the time mm-hmm. in terms of desegregation mm-hmm. um, versus in modern day Riverdale, it's portrayed as like a slightly more centrist leaning right yes. state. Yes. I think it's interesting that those are actually the same place on the political spectrum. Oh. We're just seeing one in 1955 versus in present day. I think Mm -hmm. the fact that this episode is basically saying to the United States, you have not moved. Yeah. Is really interesting. Fantastic. I think that, I think that's on purpose. Yes. Fantastic point. Yeah. Um, This is the same town. This is the same town. They just stopped changing at some point, slightly before we met our characters this episode. Yeah. 
And I do sort of wonder um, if this is Aguirre Sacasa's sort of overarching point in most of his creative output mm. is that th the present is just the past of the new outfit. And that's sad. Mm -hmm. And or even something more literary, like the tropes are always the same no matter what decade we're in, no matter what genre we're in, the tropes are yes. there. Well, we've, anyway. we first kind of touched on thematically that with the parents' episodes. Yeah, the the, totally. the same cast parents' episodes that emphasizes the cyclic generational um, ness of, of patterns and social trends. Um, and it did it in, in pop culture cycles, in pop culture generation cycles, basically. Absolutely. Um, I, I also, well, before we dig into lauding how well they did, I also want to um, sit on the fact digging a little bit to the fact that um everyone is surprised all of our empathized people who who are the kids of this town they mm. are surprised by the scale and type of racism um i right. think this does erase a facet of reality uh, that okay. um that is true even in in the most liberal places that there is a there is a violence that you, that exists. Mm -hmm. There's still there's still a local version, um, and I don't believe that this is Riverdale that does not have some iteration of Emmett Till, some iteration of lynching in its, in its yeah. living history. Yeah, and I I was kind of waiting. I was like, okay, who's who's the racist going to be? Mm -hmm. Well, it was it was the psychologist, and it was Featherby. Featherhead. Featherhead, yeah. I but I was waiting for one of their peers to be yes. more violently racist. And I that's sort of where mm -hmm. it, it leans into a little of like this is a little too mm -hmm. we want to be on all of these characters' sides. Yes. You know? And I hope, I hope, and I I think that Would what we're exploring yeah. is the white moderate. Um yes. and the um the threat of the status quo. And the the white moderate who doesn't who's more interested in respectability and non disruption than yeah. justice or truth, yeah, which is a very contemporary conversation, and mm -hmm. tying the now to the moments before the civil rights um, movement, mm -hmm. before the specific nineteen sixties civil rights movement in America with Black Americans, is. Um, is an optimistic and hopeful statement to me. Sure. Um, I do also, again, like to not just blow smoke up Riverdale's ass, <laughs> um, but excuse me. Um, I did notice that there was still, like we're still speaking from a white positionality. Yes. Jughead's narrating, Jughead's writing town. about it. And when we talk about the Emmett Till photographs, you know, mm. we see Betty's reaction. Yes. We see her opening it up. We see her talking to her parents. We yes. don't see... Um, we don't see Tabitha and Tony going home to their parents and being like, well, we got back to high school and yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. You know, um, yeah. we're not, well, we're not really, we're not, yeah, the show is not remotely equipped to sit with those, um, those three black students that it highlights walking off the, yeah, that bus. You know, we get, there's no intergeneration. This has sort of been a, a, mm. a problem of Riverdale mm. all along, is that there's no intergenerationality for the young black people, really. Yes. Pop, um, Pops does not get the time. Yeah, we had we had the McCoys yep. in early on, but they're gone now. Yep. You yep. Know? They fully wrote the Pussycats away. Yeah. For logistical reasons, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's a big cast. Um, it's a big ensemble cast. Yeah. And I guess... Um, that was something that I felt was really lacking. You know, Tabitha mm. makes reference to her parents and going on the road with them. Mm -hmm. um, and we see Pop reacting to the bus pulling out. But like, this mm -hmm. is a, a, a black business owner in 1955. What is he experiencing? What are What is his mm -hmm. lived reality? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, especially if it's grand his granddaughter getting off mm -hmm. that bus. You know, what's what's going on for him. We don't get that moment. So I just, I think it's important to name that. I was a little mm. disappointed when I saw, you know, um, Betty 
opening up this pamphlet in horror mm-hmm. because like we 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 know those photographs we know it's horrible mm-hmm. we know we know you yeah. know the um, the focus on the focus on a white woman's emotional reaction yeah. as an expressive state is has its own dated history yeah um anyway aside from the black and white american politics uh, north american politics um uh was it hey miha yeah, um, that, Veronica that, that is had some, that had some Desi like Arnaz's yeah, that's son, exactly Lucia Ball and Desi Arnaz's daughter, and is being played kind of by Shirley Temple. Yes, who is who is a child, and yet Veronica is inordinately jealous of in the most yes. one of in my, my Camila Mendez. I love you. That drop, bitch. Yeah, you're talking so about good. a literal toddler who has stolen your parents. You know, to be fair. I think that um, Shirley Temple was a little older by 1955, but I could perhaps, be wrong. Perhaps. We should Google that. I'm that. I'm remembering Little Ricky. I watched all of I Love Lucy as a kid, yeah. uh, several times over, and yeah, Little Ricky was was always a kid, even the spinoffy yeah, spinoffies. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's at no point does like Little Ricky become even a preteen, <laughs> and so for Veronica, yeah, yeah, you're talking about a child, and um, I love it because this is a true emotion. I loved the references to James. Uh, to be interested, this is the thing about Riverdale is that we get a premise and then we do a left turn. Yeah, yeah, when we yeah. saw James Dean at the the James Dean death at the very end of the last season, I was like, oh, we're going to have a whole episode about like fan obsession and mm-hmm. like pop culture and blah, 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 blah. But instead it was a little bit of, um, I just forgot Archie's mom's name. Yes, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Mary. 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 Andrews. Um, Mary Andrews kind of being like, you can't take your car out. And you're like, this isn't a plot. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, I, the, and, the fake out throwaway hooks yeah. of the season change. But I did think it was interesting. I feel like there's a lot of conversation. It's interesting to me that this episode is called Don't Worry, Darling. I've seen yes. Don't Worry, Darling. By the way, that movie got terrible press. It's a pretty good movie, I mm. will say. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but I found it interesting that that was the reference because there's so there's a little bit of speculation about James Dean's sexuality and mm-hmm. Salminio's sexuality in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like celebrity queer speculation is definitely part of pop culture now yes. in a way that it yes. might not have been um hitherto hitherto mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um that sort of seemed to be the only don't worry darling reference is that there's like a movie going on and we're speculating about someone's sexuality and that's kind of it i'm sorry mm. for not naming the <laughs> elephant in the room i know that harry styles is who we're talking about that this is the speculation <laughs> so i couldn't really? figure out i was i was thinking about the, the speculation of sean mendez uh, the insistence Ooh. that he's queer. In pop culture. That. <laughs> There's so there is again a a, a whole array of young but Shawn white Mendes twinkie isn't men. In, in Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up references. You're no. thinking Policeman Dude, Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, no, sorry, I've Chris caught up Pine. with you. <laughs> no. no, Chris, Chris Pine, Pine opposite Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so I, I that, but that was kind of the only reference. Like, the Don't Worry, Darling kind of takes place in the idyllic 50s. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what the reference was. But, the um, idyllic and not so idyllic. Yeah, but Don't Worry, Darling. Actually, Don't Worry, Darling involves, spoilers, involves an element of something kind of like time travel. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil it for anyone. I think it's a good mm-hmm. movie. I think people should see it. Um, but I also, but the kind of world of the fifties being perfect and without fault mm. and that not being true is yes. certainly a theme of don't worry or, uh, uh, something that's made use of and don't worry, darling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that was the reference. I was a little disappointed that that was the name of the episode and all we got was like, like this queer celebrity pop culture speculation and then like a bit of 50 i was confused That's yes all. why why it was named that why? i'm yeah. i'm thinking back to the um the boarding school season where there was a lot of you know what uh easton ellis weston wallace novel references yes. that really didn't go anywhere That's but true. but set us up yeah. um, i'm starting to i'm i'm taking the show the episode titles as just a a single starting point yeah. Rather think, than a thematic statement these I think days. that's a good idea. Yeah, anyway, so I was curious to... I'm curious about what the celebrity speculation... I, I This is mm-hmm. a personal interest of mine. I think it's interesting how we talk about famous people. That's an mm-hmm. interest of mine. Curious to see if the show does anything with that, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, 
Should we jump in? Let's jump in, Chloe. I think, yeah, I think we'll have much more to say while it's playing in front of us. Uh, this is the watch along portion, if that's a thing you do, gang. Uh, we are queuing up our totally legal Netflix version, uh, <laughs> I swear. Um, we are. <laughs> yeah, totally, Chloe. Ryan makes that sound so dodgy, but it's, it's actually what we're doing. Sure it is. Um, and if you want to sync up and watch along uh, as we commentary track it, uh, Chloe, will you count us in? Absolutely. Riverdale gang, three, two, one. Ba-doom-ba. And I'm not making the bad sound anymore. I did it. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. I, um... Yeah. I am very happy... To immediately be be in stylized close-ups. Yeah. Beautiful stylized close-ups. Also, I didn't that... know this was the number one song in 1955. Yeah. This is fun, obviously. This. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've really leaned in hard to this, like, 50s all-American white dude thing with Archie. And so much. It's interesting that she has the predator glasses. Oh. Cheryl. Oh, gosh. I didn't. Oh, you're yeah. right. The heart glasses. That yeah. has history on this show. I'm going to hope that was an accident. Yeah, I'm going to hope that was an accident, too. <laughs> um, um, much as I love who Cheryl has been in this episode, um, I love that everyone is full swinging. Yeah. Pops is a lively place. Yeah. With um, with just, immediately mixed race couples. Yeah. Important establishing norm. Yeah. For Mystery of the world. Line, a pulp novel. Um. So it's interesting. I thought we were going to get this version of Jughead through the entire season where he was going to be the odd man out, basically, who has all the information. Yes. The weirdo Jughead. The weirdo Jughead. I love this. Abandoned train car with hot dog, which actually Actually tracks. tracks. (laughs) And also hot dog. Yeah. We're all juniors again. So we are in Mm -hmm. grade 10. Yep. No, grade 11. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sophomore, ju- junior, senior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Betty's also, been the editor for two years. Random new random Blossom new twin. I'm curious. I can only imagine that they they needed something from that performer that was just not the the last guy. You know, yeah, or he was busy or whatever, you know. They're clearly using this Julian as the Archie foil, especially yeah. in the absence of Reggie. Um, and yeah, that's something. And immediately... Mississippi. Yeah. We've set our... I like that where we left ourselves, we're anchored in time by James Dean's death. Here we're anchored in time by the Emmett Till trial. Yeah. Um, it, it It is truly wild to think of the contrast of those two realities, which is like... I think we think of the of past generations as like very fixed or eras rather as fixed and finite and certain things happen then. Mm-hmm. And our modern like for me, I think of modern life as very like the contrast of we've got like Laverne Cox and Trump being two different mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. who are on social media. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, but here we've got the contrast of James Dean and the Emmett Till trial. You know, yeah. this is the contrast of 1955. This is all going on at the same time. Yeah. And everyone's dealing with it all at once. <sighs> yeah. I guess this is unusual for 1955 if you need anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't wasn't alive then. Presumably. Um... Even having established, you know, a, a very, a place where mixed race couples dance. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, this is, the fact that th- they've never had a conversation before in this world. Yeah. Says something, too. Yeah. So yeah. all of these oh, kids as kids. All these kids as kids. And also, I love the fashion from the 50s. Yeah. Just like the cuffs on Archie's jeans. <laughs> I that's how I want to dress. I love it. Mary's Mary's whole look here is I know. So Pearls. delightful Ugh. and perfect. I love a pearl. Um interesting choice to put the tension here on car crashes while also yeah. changing Fred Andrews' death, cause yeah. of death. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Um so much changed about this. Um the scale of the stakes mm-hmm. is is rebooted in such a neat and refreshing way. We're, we're, we're starting with that here. Archie might crash his car. That's that's the most we're worried about I in wa- this moment. I wonder if that 
that was sort of a a thing that happened for moms in 1955, though. I wonder if mm-hmm. the James Dean car crash was suddenly, you know, moms of America were like, car safety. Mm-hmm. Ah, that beautiful vintage bike. Oh. Yeah. It's... Also, all the vintage cars. <laughs> well are, set. Well collected. Are well collected and well set. But we always get 50s cars in this show. Yeah. And we aren't getting them. This is, it's just contemporary. It's just normal for us. Yeah. It's just normal for Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the front of my old high school still, but they did something to the door. I'm not sure. It looks familiar, but I think they did something to the doors and the lamps. Yeah, they sure dressed it up. Yeah. I even, I I think that greenery is carefully placed. Yeah, maybe. No. Um, All that ivy. I like that Betty is the editor of the Blue and Gold. That's a fun choice. And the Jughead mm-hmm. is positioned as a little less... He it's he's just very different. It's a very different character than um, uh, season one Jughead, obviously. Yeah. Because I feel like we have got a little like season one reboot happening. Very very much with a huge anchoring towards um, the the cartoony characters, the the fifties caricatures that these cartoons are. You know, mm. A lot of the joy, of the first, a lot of the entertainment value. Of the first season was nineteen um, fifties teenager updated. Yeah, and that's true. we're undoing that with yeah, the same cast, um, who are now significantly older than their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like, it's a very different and delightful take on playing teens. Mm-hmm. They all have like fully aged, expressive adult faces. Yeah, doing doing caricatures of young people. Yeah, and that's 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 a lot of. English language film and television yeah. history. I love that Veronica, I love how vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable this Veronica is. Yes. She's a very powerful character. Yes. But we, when we meet her in season one, um, which, you know, is the last time we met her, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's like, I think a little bit more powerful, you know, her father is a mob boss and this mm-hmm. Veronica is like lying for attention. Yeah. You know, it's very different. They've maintained this name dropping this. Yes, yeah, she was in a community. She was in a, a, a famous circle, but they've also changed up what that means for everyone around her. Yeah. You know, like her, her name dropping gets obnoxious quick in a way of you know, Archie not recognizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's somehow different than her, what was it, like, Balenciaga yeah. references, the, the, the faux, um, faux brand name dropping. <laughs> I love how everyone is like, what is, all the girls are like, what is this? <laughs> I also love that we don't cut to Kevin because Ke- she's, I think, not having any effect Kevin on Kevin. Kevin has no reaction. Kevin has no reaction. Uh... Um, I also love that Betty and Kevin have to be partners because we don't have um, boy-girl best friend tropes in this era. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's a logical and obvious choice for them from a young yeah. age to like, like have oh, maximum I love her. freedom. I love her. We must want to date. I must be yeah. straight. Dating is <laughs> hanging out, right? What? Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. I well, wonder if that was ever true. The dating is just hanging out. I don't know. I mean, we've been through so many historical cycles of marriage is all a property contract. Then (laughs) we reinvent romance again and then spirals and then marriage is a fresh new property contract. Yeah. So we've probably been there a few times in history. Yeah. Who can say? It's all cyclic. Hilarious. Tune in every week. Uh, Um, Repressed, angry, clinging to her power or Cheryl. Is uh yeah is a throwback. She's yeah she's well suited to this this role, Madeline Pet. She really knows what she's doing. She's been in this role for so long. Yep. It's like even the eye rolls feel like she's just zipped on her Cheryl suit and just off to the races. You know, it's really yes. fun. And we we found so many excuses and reasons for her to go like full Cheryl, full season one Cheryl. Yeah, despite being this fresh, redeemed, likable character for five for seven years, six years now. Um, it's nice to fully reset her. This is a very risk. I guess this is a risque thing for her to just say. Oh yeah. To say, to, to hint that someone is bisexual when they don't have the word bisexual. That's true. Yeah. Don't be so memory. 
Mm-hmm. Don't be so provincial. And Kevin's right there. But I love that even in 1955, there was a little like, oh, be a bit more liberal. Even yes. though Even though we're talking about it in euphemism. Yes. The, the California liberal brings that. Yeah. And, and also, what about cleverly. Somnium? That's interesting. I didn't clock that. <laughs> what about, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know that there is any evidence that Sal Mineo and James Dean had a relationship. I did see a wonderful interview. Um, this is interesting. I wasn't yeah. expecting this either. Guys, the flashback, such a hilarious juxtaposition of the absurdity of last last season yeah. to the absurdity of now. Know, that's the other thing. Like, look how chill the color scheme is. Like, even when we yeah. go to Pops, it's really warm. Mm-hmm. Um. What was I going to say? I, I saw a wonderful interview with Sal Minio where he talked about how much he admired James Dean and doing mm-hmm. that scene at the end of Rebel Without a Cause was very meaningful for him because like his hero was emoting kind of on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, who can say? I don't I don't know that much about Sal Minio's personal life. He died very tragically, but um, yeah. I've definitely seen him. Uh, I, I've I've. Re- Certainly read about him in the same vein as James Dean, as Cary Grant. As as Cary Grant? I didn't know Cary Grant was one of ours. So it seems. That's lovely. Yeah. Oh, man, I have so many mixed (laughs) feelings about queer speculation. Historical queer speculation, too, and these people are dead and from an entirely different context and meaning. Ah. That's true. Yeah. It's complicated. It's interesting, this child psychologist. I wonder if we're going to get him hanging out with the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I wonder if that's going to come back. Uh, he is obviously evil and being set up to be evil. He yeah. he, he is Look the, the, one, the most looming preference. Yeah. Presence. It's so interesting. The principal's office is always really dark yes. in this show. I never found the... I didn't get sent to the principal's office ever, to be fair. But <laughs> um, it was always really well lit when I walked by. <laughs> that's I mean yes be, maybe that's because we we were in the the um the 90s and fluorescent lights were all the rage you know? yeah maybe <laughs> whereas we're yeah they're still pretending to be classy here see that yeah, that so, hint of leather and green yeah so we've got this white moderate moment where um we've got mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. where Tony Topaz is going in there being like, I, it seems to me at any rate, like mm-hmm. I don't expect this to go anywhere, but I do want to try. Yeah. And then we've got Betty who's like, Oh, the adults don't care about justice. Oh yeah. no. And then we've yeah. got the adults who are like, this is a bit much, <laughs> you know, this yes. is, it's, this is, this is well written. Yeah. This and is... I also want to say like, I think any, uh, this is an interesting thing that happens intergenerationally with white people where we figure out that our parents are prejudiced. Yes. More prejudiced than we are. Yep. And every how, white person and in what ways. And yeah. it's often a surprise. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like every white person benefits from racism. I'm not trying to say that our generation is like off the hook. That's not my point. Mm-hmm. We each get to take new things for granted. I guess and so. be unpleasantly surprised um, when our other people yeah, we just, we think of our parents as benevolent, and then we find out that they have opinions like this, and we're like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we gotta, we gotta work on that. And Betty... Betty's discovering like, that Betty's here. like, okay, so we're gonna do better, right? And the answer's no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The answer also, is not, we're not gonna try. We also have Serial Killer Dad back. We also have Serial Killer Dad back, who... Uh, who fits wonderfully in this world. Yeah. I saw um, him walking down the street the other day, actually. <laughs> Small towns. Oh, yeah. Small town Vancouver, I mean. Um, so there's a family dimension and politic here also. Mm-hmm. Betty no has both. Oh, you're anyway, right. No Polly, no chick. Yeah. Our perfect family has one child. Maybe, but maybe she's married. Yeah, maybe. Polly yeah. might be off with twins somewhere. Who knows? But she's certainly not married to a blossom. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) Um, So we have Archie with a single mother. And they deal, they, they, they mention, he says, my dad's not around anymore. That phrasing stuck stood out for me. We're we're not there yet, but um, the family dynamics of Betty's two parent uh, nuclear Versus mm-hmm. Archie's single mother by yeah. because and of she, war. And she's not a lawyer. She works in a dress shop. Yeah. You know, it's different. She probably, I would assume that she didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. My, it's interesting. My grandmothers, I think, are a good contrast. My grandmother, one of them got married at 20, had two children by 22. And then my other grandmother 
had a degree by that time and got married mm-hmm. after her degree was over. So I think, you know. Yeah, there was, these options existed even in 55. Yeah. Um, but it would be anomalous for Mary to have gone off and gone to college, especially yeah. with her husband going to war. Yeah. And in fact, that's exactly why my grandmother didn't end up getting a degree because ah. they wanted to get married in case he didn't make it back. She'd be entitled to a pension. Right. So. Huh. And then, of course, you wouldn't go back to yeah. school as a married woman. This, yeah. This is a, this is 10 years prior, to be fair. Like my yeah. my um, my grandmothers um, were having kids starting in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of them was starting. It doesn't matter. So like anyway, 10 years ago, like when Mary my, Andrews yeah. would have been making these decisions. Exactly. So, like, my my father, who was born to the mother who had the college degree, was born in 1952, whereas mm. my other grandmother had kids, like, during the war. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Or just after the war. Yeah. Anyway, so what, this is, so, anyway, so... Mary and Archie. Yeah, so, Mary and Archie. Anyway, so Jughead is trying this? I... What I'm, did he expect? I'm delighted by this, um... This connection to the past seasons, this connection to the yeah, show as a whole, and yep, like it, it was this was never going to work. But what a hilarious scene this gives us! Yeah, and I also love Veronica's little like these props are okay. That was a fun. <laughs> that was a fun self-referential, self-referential thing about the yep about the show. Um, They're all angry. I don't get it. <laughs> what's inch of what? An inch of mm. what? Yeah, and gosh, uh, I mean, like transgender identity would not have been a topic of conversation, I think, in in these circles. Yeah, in, in this 19, in this place, it was it was still you know all repressed from World War Two Nazis. Yeah, in, woof. <laughs> this was still a dark age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, my goodness, <laughs> um, it's interesting because I don't know that Tony is fr- like. Th- there's some interesting friend dynamics here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that. Veronica's brand new. Yep. She's like, what's going on here? Yep. What a strange group of people to call yeah. into a room. Betty and Kevin are obviously friends with Archie yeah. and they Cheryl. They know is, I guess. But, and Tony's kind of only friends with Betty. Yeah. Uh, is Tony even friends with Betty? Is Tony even friends with Betty? Tony's right. probably going, why am I included in this? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. So these... Why did this room full of white kids... <laughs> Yeah. Tr- drag me in here. Probably. And Archie's going, and I love Archie's reaction to this. Like, ment- like askew mental health is kind of not an option. It's like, oh, you yeah, have an yeah. overactive imagination, and we're just going to forget about this, and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And attaboy. Attaboy. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's sake, Joe. What a... Ugh. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. We'll do. Yes. We don't, I run it. We send texts, which are like messages. <laughs> this must have been fun. To write, Spotify. to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Don't try and explain the internet. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you all want to know about yourself in the future. And, you, and it gets I love this. Goes, worse. Which I guess is a term that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> which I forgot. I forgot that. Serial killers were yeah, new. Speakeasy, which Tony bought and turned into a biker bar. Biker bar. I guess they had, no, they had biker bars. In and the 50s. definitely had speakeasies. They did. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, you new, directed musicals some. Musicals and August Harvesting Cult. I mean, those are definitely <laughs> non-queer highlights. Of... Yep. If you had to remove the, if you had to closet him and yeah. not out him in that moment. Except my Instagram became a witch and Cheryl's like, What? <laughs> You could have gone with the sugar maple baron thing. She might you have sound believed that. miserable. It's a great point. You do sound miserable. Yeah, this does not sound like like if you're actually reset to sixteen here. I mean, yeah, it's the fifties, and everyone's kind of just like smiling and being <laughs> polite. I really like they they kind of humor him. Yep, and this is this is everyone's you know, this is our everyone's first impression of Jughead. This sets us up for the weirdo who Jughead's going to be this year. Yeah. Even without, even with his m- memory. You're not going to beat me up, are you? You're really violent. <laughs> I love that that reset on Archie's character. Archie's like, no, I'm not going to beat you up. What of are you course. talking about? Yeah. But also, it also anchored me into, into like the, the nerd jock vibe of mm-hmm. this, this type of, this era of yeah. high school stories. Like. Setting off bombs? Are you come on? This is this is ridiculous because it is ridiculous. I <laughs> I was delighted that he went so crazy as the make Archie and Betty make out and then explode them. Yeah, I was delighted that they ripped apart their own. 
Yeah, it's a very ridiculous. it's a very adolescent response to the situation, which is interesting because mm-hmm. we know Jughead is almost thirty. Yeah, and he knows he's almost thirty. <laughs> yep. Maybe he is thirty. I can't remember now. Something like that. Seven. He's had a whole writing career. Yep. He's had to create narratives for people. He should know. Now he's doing essays for English class. You know, it's so interesting to me. I think in season one of this show, mm-hmm. Jughead was very much a side character, and now he's kind mm. of the main character in this show. He was the narrator. Mm. He was the narrator who was like commenting on everything. Yes. But I think because Jughead became such a fan favorite. Mm he's he's got more time you know on the show he's he's centered in a way that archie used to be centered Mm -hmm. um i don't don't hate it don't mind the change um and yeah i think it is the flow of what they built yeah let us here i didn't know about this open casket thing Mm -hmm. i I knew the Mm -hmm. photographs yeah but i didn't know that um his mother had made that choice Mm -hmm. um I assume this is true. I assume yes. the show has done its research. Yeah. Um, yes, pulling that fact uh, and pulling pulling these nuances up and telling this story slowly and in bits, and then sending current Tony off to continue telling that story with yeah. Mrs. Till. And it's interesting to me about this newsletter. We're naming the fact that um mm-hmm. this isn't news for the people this this happens to yes you know yes and which is i think that one this of the news yeah. is suppressed and separated yeah and and explicitly kept from reaching some people i love that they, they aren't close yeah in this version yeah it, well, also this outfit on Oh, Penelope. Mrs. Penelope, thank you. I was going to say Mrs. Mm. Blossom. I love the ribbon in Cheryl's hair, too. Like, this is so fun. I also didn't know that Natalie Portman had been Natalie, in a... Natalie. Natalie Portman, oh my God. <laughs> Natalie Wood had been in a... Um, been in a film version of Our Town. I don't know how I missed that. My film education of that year is actually pretty good, but here we are. I'm I'm delighted that Veronica would, pr- would pretend to be cast in what would be a Natalie Wood film. That's... Perfectly in character. Yeah. Um, I do love that. Um, yeah, Rounder, who's Gloria Swanson? Swanson. Because, yeah, your references don't really work here, Veronica. They don't have media. (laughs) James Dean was it. Uh, Um, you know, next door, what do you do for I love how, um, I love how this, like, this country, urban, this urban rural divide. Not Riverdale's not rural. The yeah. small town urban divide yeah. um, that Archie is kind of like no noticing as he's talking. I think that happened in other seasons of this. Yes, but yes, yeah, he's, hugely. He's, he's not around anymore. He didn't make it back. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is very euphemistic. Yes, it, avoiding words like death. Yeah. Um, avoiding explicit statement of oh yes my mom raised me alone yeah i wonder if we'll get uh mary andrews goes back to college in this oh that'd be fun uh, in this season that would be really fun well presumably they're gonna cover two years from now to bailey's comet they've sort of set our clock ticking in that regard um, I'm probably digging myself in a hole here, but, uh, it's okay. You're 17 you or 16. You don't need to have had a serious girlfriend yet Yep. in any generation. This man is playing a vapid himbo and I'm here for it. And he, he really like, this is fun. This is interesting. This, this style of flirting. It's like, yeah, gone now. Un- I think understated. Like, yeah. So good, especially because she this entered with French. So, Enchanté. This is so Cheryl. This is fun. Classic Cheryl. Good vintage Cheryl. To effectively just, I will destroy you in public. Yeah. The moment she can. Because she can. <laughs> and I love, I love that it's true. Because mm-hmm. often Cheryl's wrong. Yes. Or points out something that people are like, oh, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said earlier, a vulnerable Veronica. Yeah. I'm emotionally to... vulnerable. I think in a lot of ways she's still a very powerful character. Yes. But, um, but... in a in a situated differently. Situated, yeah. she's been sent away from... She's a 16-year-old kid who's been banished by her parents. 
Yeah. In a, it's very in different. A her mom's way. not there. You yes. know. That phone call with Hermione we get yeah. a little later. So and I don't because think I'm a problem. And I don't think that's Mary Saul Nichols's voice. It did. I didn't I sound. Don't think. I'm anyway. Um, I did. I did. This is actually sort of a reference to Rebel Without a Cause. Um, mm. Natalie Wood's character is very. I mean, all of the characters are askew <laughs> with their parents, but um, yeah. This particular type I'm of a prob- I'm a problem is a little bit as is a bit of a reference I think to mm-hmm. Natalie Wood's character in uh, Rebel Without a. I'm gonna rewatch that. It's a great movie. It's dated now, obviously, but it's a great movie. So is so Archie here? How is Archie referencing or living any of the James Dean character in that? We do other than the fact that we have a hot rodding. No, James Dean's character in um, it's more like Rebel Without a Cause Jughead. is very, very askew with his parents. The first, have you seen mm. the movie? No, actually. the first scene of the movie, all three kids are at the police station and have to come for different reasons and oh, have to come get yeah, yeah, yeah. And James Dean is drunk. Right. Um, his character is drunk. Right. And he is very, very askew with his mother and father. Not close to his mother. Um. Yeah, okay. not, no. So I would say no. We're drawing We together. don't really have a James Dean, actually. Right. We have Natalie Wood, though. Or we have I Veronica, like who very, echoes. It's very gentle. We don't yeah. really have a Salminio, either. Like, it's a very gentle reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, they're, they're situating us well. Um, yeah. I believe these are characters who are creating their own selves out of the, the 1950s pop references that they are alluding yeah. to. Is she I wearing love, pants? I love these high-waisted pants. Tony, I think, wears Such good some. Pants. Oh no, Betty is in some. One of them is in some at some point. And I, I yeah. love the fashion in the fifties. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Male and female. I always want to just wear both. <laughs> Molly Ringwald once again gets to deliver, frankly, a bad conflict. Yeah. Not a great scene. Poor Molly Ringwald. No stakes, and she gets to make them work. And she does because she's awesome. But wow. It's, uh, yeah, she's good. I'm. I'm she's good. That's like saying, I don't know. Anyway, she's great. <laughs> no uh, drag maybe. racing. The drag racing and is definitely. Betty will unsoup right? my car. I that, love that Betty's nice the one who souped it up in the first place. Is this true, this 25 miles an hour business? I don't. I don't know. What speeds. Okay, I. I learned to drive in the aughts in rural Alberta on highways, so like 120 what... kilometers was pretty chill for me. Yeah, and that's 120 stupid. kilometers is like 80 miles. That's stupid that's by really these bad. people's worlds. So, yeah, it's hard to. <laughs> uh... I think this is Marisol Nichols doing a Hollywood vibe, doing a transatlantic. Personally, maybe it's very high pitched, and I found Marisol Nichols's voice very resonant. Oh yeah, of course, so. Hermione is. Yeah, but who all were we in the, uh, yeah, the gay fifties <laughs> in Hollywood? That, I guess maybe that it, maybe I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Yeah, um, the voice just a friend from school. <laughs> yeah, music to my ears. So who's who's keeping tabs on Veronica? Are we gonna see Smithers? Oh I yeah, presumably. Um, Your uncle Orson, Orson Welles, obviously. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Subtle kisses. Um, uh, yeah. So this is this is and is not Lucia Ball in any way, shape, or form, as yes. well. Yes. So hang on. If these kids are sixteen in mm. nineteen fifty-five, then yep. they were born in nineteen forty. So they don't remember the war. Nope. But their parents remember them being born during the war. Yes. Which means that a lot of these dads are probably going to be vets, and I wonder if we're going to have that mm. conversation at some point. Interesting. Well, then, I mean, we have the Korean War in between, too. Yeah, we do. Um, um, which makes that means that Mary and uh, Fred would have been pretty young parents in 1940, I would assume, mm-hmm. because the cutoff age for the army is mm-hmm. or the, the, the military rally. Not, not the draft. Um, It, it just means that... Fred would still have to have been young enough to serve. Right. I guess in the Korean War is, is my point. Right. Anyway. Hmm. Well, the, so the Blossoms are the local. Yeah. The, the local. The power. They're still the local. Group. The local white power. Huh? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Nightmare. Exactly that. 
Um, and she's going to make up for her parents' cowardice. I love that. Yeah. I love, I love that. As a, that is as a, a great framing. Thank you. To make up for your parents' cowardice. That is an unapologetic framing, and I just appreciate and the good unapologetic framing. Yeah. In a, in a, in an episode in period that is written heavily in subtext and, um, circling around subjects. Yeah. And euthanisms. It's interesting. I feel like these two characters were kind of smushed together in the previous seasons. And it yep. it worked sometimes, but not always. Yep. And these two characters falling in love, these two iterations of these characters falling for each other, I actually think is more interesting. Absolutely. And I'm I'm curious. And I think that I think there's still um I still think that Tabitha is a more powerful character because, to me, in these exchanges, she seems to have a yeah, little more yeah, emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that yeah. feels... I don't know. I'm interested to see where these two characters go. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. I'm excited to meet um, Mind Wiped Jughead and see how, yeah, how he fits changes. into that. Yeah. Um, well, he still maintains sort of his liberal 2023 attitudes is one question yeah. I might have, but... Or, or oh what of will he and won't he? Uh, the clothes, the headband, the earrings, the hair. Ugh. It's all such a style. Is that a crop top on Tony? Mm. We need I to zoom out. Is. Come on, let's get us to a wide shot. <laughs> wide shot, wide shot, wide shot, wide shot. As junior class president. <laughs> but she's not oh no her arms are there i thought it was a crop top never mind (laughs) that's that would probably be pretty risque for the 50s i don't know i assume so yeah i don't know i don't think tummy's been allowed for a while now in uh north american english tradition yeah thank you miss bell um, oh, this beleaguered. Great use of this support character and actor. Mm-hmm. Lovely to see her again. Hello. <laughs> I love this old-fashioned first aid kit, too, and this, like, yes. glass bottle that she's holding. <laughs> it's great. Oh, is that the president on her, on the wall behind her? It must be. I right. suppose, yeah. That's or is that Featherhead? Is that Featherhead? I can't tell. It's hard it to say. Blurry. Featherhead looks a lot like whatever president was president <laughs> at the time, right? 1955. Who's president? I forget. And then we... So, Langston Hughes. Then we pull up some Langston this Hughes. Is a, this is a bold choice, but I also like it because the other thing that I get frustrated about when we talk about the past is that mm-hmm. we forget that progressivism is not new. Mm-hmm. Progress is not new. Mm-hmm. And I use that in scare quotes. That's a debated word. Mm-hmm. But um, the... Langston Hughes was calling it like it was in 1955. Mm-hmm. It you was know? it was a perspective that was was truly kept away and repressed from this population that we yeah. take for granted now. You know, I can Google the entirety of Martin Luther King's collected speeches in recording and writing. That's a thing I have access to, like as a kid in rural Canada. Yeah. Um, the the. They've never heard a poem like this. Oh, what sorrow. Yeah. Oh, what pity. And oh, I what also, pain. I don't know this poem. Mm. And I know, like, an amount of poems. Yeah. And I'm... I've read some links and hues. I'm noticing the gaps in my education mm-hmm. in the 90s and early aughts. Noughts? Aughts? Whatever Nots. they are. Yes. Um... We're sitting with the the long meaningful poem. Um, yeah, it's we um, we hear the whole thing. Remembering that this sort of contemporary bold and concrete formed poems that that are not lyrical or pretty, but are um, blunt uh, statements. Um, this was not the form of writing any of them were exposed to mm-hmm. at that point either. This, um, I can't imagine what discovering new literature would feel like from, from my current, you know, my place in, in contemporary world. I don't know what it would be like. She's wearing a crop top. That is tummy. It is? Yeah. Hey, good eye. Um, yeah. I mean, I think of moments when I 
I'm going to be explicit about this. Mm. I think that our education was set up to make white people feel comfortable. Yeah. And I remember the first time I felt uncomfortable reading something. And uh, I um, seek it out now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, I... I'm really grateful to, I think it was a third grade teacher who um, gave me, I think, um, Diary of a Slave Girl oh, was, wow. one of, was the first book I read about um, about black slavery experience. and black history, yeah. the black, the, a black perspective. Yeah, the first black perspective I remember reading was Six Out Seven by Jess Mowry, which was somehow in my elementary school library, and it remains a favorite. Mm. Um, it's just about kids in rural Mississippi in the 90s, and moving to Oakland and trying mm-hmm. to make that work. Anyway. Yeah. Is this Mitch? That was a question I had as well. Or is it just it, random extra, which is fine. I'm random Mitch, maybe? There's also um other kid who is on the bus who we have a last name for, but who isn't Him? Yeah, or him. The, uh, the other woman? Him. Other Yeah, him. He's the other student that I don't know yet. Yeah. Um I'm, he's very charismatic, and whenever he's in the shot, I'm really paying attention to him. Yes, I'm. I'm interested to see who he is because obviously he he shot like a featured character. Yeah, he's he's not an extra. Same as they kind of shot that maybe Midge, like a featured character. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, all the black women have their hair pressed. I just clocked that. <sighs> yeah. Excellent detail. Anyway. Yeah. And then they talk about the experience of the Emmett Till trial. Oh my God, this outfit. Did mm. you see the hairstyle that just walked by? Ugh. Yeah. This, this fabulously lit contrast, this two choices and choosing neither, this, this little 50s is, feminist moment. Is this, like, did this happen? Or is this just what happened in the movies? I think this is just, I mean, I, I think this is the movie iteration of a, of a reality. Okay. I, I, I think perhaps. This, I'm, by this, this, I mean like mm-hmm. boys and cars and you'd have a ride home with me versus him, that whole. Yes. So let's, I'm anchoring back to that diner scene, the Veronica and Archie diner scene earlier, where we talked about the mm-hmm. eras flirting. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I. I I think perhaps competition and and sexual competition and competitive flirting and competitive dating, these are things that exist richly in media that, like, seem to come out of something mm-hmm. of the time. You can't tell by her outfit that she's guardian angel Tabitha. Neo Tabitha. Yeah. We get one sweet moment of these two adults and future Jughead and magic, magic people. And one last gasp of the crazy, I... the absolute superhero crazy. It's weird that they didn't... I feel like if I was thrown back in the future and my actual girlfriend appeared, I'd want to smooch. What is this hand holding? <laughs> like, what is this? It is the 50s. But it's, well, not okay. really. One kiss. They're not in the 50s. In no. Their heads, in their minds. But they're also not alone in that diner. <sighs> There's I a head moving that. behind Jughead. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tabitha Tate's cool grandpa is gonna be great with her making out with a boy in the diner. <laughs> Fair enough. This kiss is already cr- pushing it. Chrono this kiss. Beautifully lit chrono dead? kiss. It would track if this was the sweet hereafter. We are alive. They've, plan B, that's interesting. They've managed to succinctly shove all of the absolute bullshit of the last six years <laughs> just into Jughead's mouth. We just got our to, explicit rating there, by the to way. To <laughs> let him, let him sound just so crazy, and I love it. Yeah. He sounds like such a, like, weird sci-fi kid. Yeah. Like, weird astral projection meditation yeah. kid. <laughs> I want to follow her. I hope we get a little bit of her trying to untangle, like, a couple of episodes of her, like, rewinding mm-hmm. the clock a bunch of times to try and get it exactly right. Mm. I'd like to see that. I'm not expecting yeah. it, though. And here's the MLK yeah. quote. Um, and I and wonder if justice. the aha moment when Jughead's going to remember that he's not Jughead is... Well, that's, here's but, Martin Luther King's well, speech. Well, that's speech. not... That's, that's like 10 years in the future, isn't it, from this moment? I think so. Yeah, so that... Never mind. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, deeply proceeding. Yeah. But, um... 
Yeah, and we have about two years till the world explodes again. Yeah. Okay, which is graduation. Which is graduation. We're doing it again. We're doing that again, sort of. Graduation is the end of the world. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sold that we're going to touch back onto any of the superheroes before the very end of it. That's fine. Um, but <laughs> but I also wouldn't be surprised if we spend half a season in fifty five, and then suddenly everything's game again. Yeah, that's we could go either maybe, way. Maybe they've they've not stuck to a thing to a shtick for more than half a season. Since the first season, maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I just yawned gratuitously into the mic. My apologies. <laughs> I don't want to forget about you. That's yeah. That's nice. Yep. And then sad, sad tragic sacrifice. Um, the, the rest of this episode, having very small mundane stakes, mm-hmm. sets this... Um, this is... Uh, this is a payoff moment for that, I think, because this sweet parting, this frozen moment, this loss of memory, this beautiful lighting mm-hmm. um, is all juxtaposed against everyone else's um, very small daily experienced problems, whether yeah. that's the, the small daily bit of racism you live mm-hmm. every day, or whether that's the the small daily conflicts of parents. I wanted to say that you pointed out that this was really beautifully shot, and mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention to that the yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, I loved the close-up of the kiss, and like you really see their lips unsticking. Yep. I and thought you, that was cool. It feels frozen, but Jughead is not completely frozen. Mm-hmm. Jughead is still and as she yeah. steps away we it's a it's a living shot that is yeah and he also leans in for the kiss but it's her that pulls away which yes. i think is kind of a nice yes. just a nice little touch yeah and this uh the urgency of this fleeting memory mm-hmm. uh, i thought was well captured here there's a lot of um little wistful there's a lot of great vibes in this episode there's a lot of wistful feelings captured and this this in terms of commentary on the state of the union Mm -hmm. it's this like bent toward justice yeah don't forget and you're you're more than 10 years away from having that explained to you Mm -hmm. so you've just got to do what you're doing in the meantime and now he has mystery toque now he has the beanie and what on earth is episode two going to be like? My God. Completely in 55, I guess. I assume. I'm. Are we getting a 22 episode season? I think we are. Yeah, we're going for a while. We've got at least three or four. Uh, we've got four or five episodes scheduled weekly until so far. So we know we don't. We, we've got a, a little momentum. Yeah. Before our first hiatus. Um. I'm really excited about this show again. I'm expecting and I'm hoping we spend some time holy in 1955. Um, I, I also, like, I rewatched the end of last season going into this. Oh, um, did you? Almost yeah. accidentally. It was just playing and while well, I was into it. So, so um, I've really been sitting on this season change. Yeah. And am riding this season change. And, I, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying where we are. Yeah. I'm very happy with her, where we are. I'm I'm so curious about what the future of this show holds, but it's the last. It's this is it. It's the last. This is it. And um there's an emotional arc I go on with most Riverdale seasons that opens brightly, always opens quite brightly mm-hmm. and gets rocky in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we have some fun times, and it's usually it's it's very um it's all over the place at the end. Um yeah. But this time we're not coming back and to the start. And then the last three episodes somehow bring it together. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got a lot back. to oh bring gosh. together. And to be- end. I can't believe... By the way, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, like, thank you for being here. Yeah. We appreciate you. You weirdos. So much. You weirdos. <laughs> weird too. It's cool, man. But I'd like think back at my on my life in 2017. Oh yeah, our hobby podcasting started six it's years old. I don't really have that many hobbies. <laughs> Certainly fewer now that I'm a parent. Yeah, it's been nice, gang. Wow. Um, I am I'm really looking forward to writing out this last season with you all, and um, yeah. dancing around Baby Noah's sleep schedule <laughs> <Yes>. throughout. <laughs> 
Um, um, I really, um, I really cringe when I think of my commentary in the early seasons. And it's nice to be here um, saying slightly more coherent and intelligent and thoughtful things than I did back then. Yeah. I think that's part of my appreciation for you sticking it through <laughs> with us. I'm dreading the day if I ever become famous that people go back and listen to me at 20. It's okay. You're, you're a writer. No one will play clips of you. Oh, God. I if you become so. famous, people will quote you later when you're oh, dead. Oh, God. And that's a problem for your estate. I guess that's true. <laughs> That's not reassuring. <laughs> That's not an ethical position. Uh, no, I'm kidding. On that note, gang. All right. We're come. We'll be back to you next week. Same, yeah. same Riverdale time. Savor Riverdale channel. Same Riverdale gang podcast. Yes, it's good to be back. Till See then, you gang. Next week. Bye.